welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. I'm Adam Hergenrother, joined by Hallie Warner, my chief of staff, where we believe in personal growth through business success. We're excited to jump in today. You know, the other day I read Morning Brew, which is a cool little thing that we get and like 3 million Americans also get, but it's, um, you're talking about the success of different companies. And I love just reading and hearing about the success of other companies. I think it's pretty cool to do that. And then, uh, you know, later on that day, I got uh, an email from a friend of mine who had some tremendous success in one of his organizations. It's great. And all of a sudden, when I was reading about the success of somebody else that I didn't know, I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like, this is really cool. Like, this must be great. What value you brought to the world and just from the business side. And then when they became successful next to me and it was kind of a, a quiet thing and they were doing it and they they, they deserve it 100%, right? And, and, and they were doing it. You're talking about your friend here. Yes, my friend here. When I found out, you know, not found out, but like it was just announced, if you will. And, and all of a sudden it pinged me where I felt less, <laughs> right? It, it pinged me to a point where it was like, well, I don't feel whole and complete right now. And it's, it's, so I wanted to talk to jump into the conversation today about why, um, which we're going to talk strongly here today, which I know Hallie's going to love this, um, about why. Mm-hmm. And, and cause what really for me, when I was triggered, I instantly was triggered. I recognized that I was triggered. I sat back and just allowed it to just kind of take its course. Kind of all the things we talk about in this podcast. Triggered, triggered how? Like you felt well, triggered. And then jealousy? Also, well, what did what, you feel? Yes. It triggered. And then all of a sudden my mind went, well, come on, dude. Like you've better athlete over here or just come he's, he's five years yes, older exactly. than me. So I still have like time to catch up. Exactly. Or he got lucky. You know, if I could have done that if I really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, you start justifying their success. So when I say I got triggered, it all I felt a disturbance inside, which actually blocks your energy. This is we're gonna get into this, but blocked my energy. Then because I was blocked, I went to my mind and said, make me feel better. And then all of a sudden my mind started saying, huh, of course he did. Look at this. Look at what he had over there. Like he got, he got this. And I know somebody gave him a million dollars to go help those different things. And of course, if I had a million dollars, all these, all these different things and excuses that didn't even matter. I'm just, I'm watching my mind going, oh my God, this is so funny. Like listen to my mind trying to make me feel comfortable because I instantly got disturbed. And then my mind, and then I went to my mind, which people don't realize they do this and consciously instantly go to their mind and say, my, cause your mind doesn't care. Your mind doesn't know. It doesn't know that it's doing this. It just, you are actually asking your mind to say, make me feel comfortable. It's actually, you know, your, your mind is a place where your soul goes to hide. And you go to hide there because you can you can create this place, and we'll deepen there. So let me, that's the I want to start off that story. So let me do, I'm going to go to the end and kind of work our way backwards, if we will. Our culture, by the way, and we teach this too. So it's not it's not bad. I'm just I want to teach at the core of things, and then you can leave a lot of room for techniques to any other te- people teaching different things and and of ways to kind of improve the life that you're living inside, right? If you want, so kind of working at the end of this and moving our way backwards, our culture is all about, let me, Hallie, tell me what your needs are. Then let's go figure out a way to you satisfy those needs externally so you can feel better for a little while. That's essentially what our culture is Give me an example of what you mean by that. Well, I mean, anything. It's like, hey, I want a new job. I want a new title. I want more money. I want to build something. I want to buy a boat. I want to, or, you know, I want to, you know, in in three years, I don't want to be doing this particular job. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying our culture is designed for everybody, psychologists to trainings to, that goes, 
Tell us what you want. Tell us what your needs are. Then we're going to go work together to make you feel a little bit more comfortable. And it works. That's the problem. It works. It makes you feel better when you accomplish one of those things. You're improving. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm saying there's a <laughs> there's such a better path that is a million times better and stronger than doing any of that. But these are all techniques along the way to work. And again, just if you missed the episodes when we talked about techniques before, a technique is designed, the best way I can give you an example of this is if you're riding on a bus with kids and you're trying to drive three hours to keep them entertained, you give them an iPad, a book, something. I kind of think of techniques the same way. They keep you engaged long enough to ultimately get where you're going. But the technique itself is not going to actually change the situation that you're really looking to change. Just like the iPad isn't going to get you to where you're trying to go faster. It's something to keep you occupied long enough so the kid doesn't freak out and blow up and get off this. So our culture is designed to figure out what the psyche needs or what I need this person. I need that. There's something person, place, or thing. And then they work for you to go get those things. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it. <laughs> If you really want to know the truth is like a sword, it cuts through everything. And that's what I want to talk about today. That's why I said it's going to be strong. It's going to be different. Um, and so that's where we're going to go. You're looking at me like you want to say a thousand different things right now. Yeah. I'm a little confused on where, what you're talking about, about we we have these needs and society is helping us or our culture is helping us get them. And how does that relate to feeling resentment or jealousy about a friend. Yes. So the, this, that's, let's unpack a both those success. things. I said, we're going to get to that, but I want to start from the beginning as to why people even feel that way in the begin with. The culture that we have basically says, Hallie, you're not feeling okay right now. So let's figure out what you need and then let's go work to actually make you feel okay. And what most of every entire culture is designed is to try to figure out what needs you have and then actually go out there in the world and try to get those needs to actually satisfy them. Can you give me like a very specific example of what you're talking about? So maybe you say, I'm not feeling okay right now because I'm single. So then people say, okay, great. Why don't you go out there and what? I was gonna say, I think that's what it is, is that a lot people aren't sitting around saying, I don't think I feel okay because of blank. It's actually like, I need a partner to, it's actually the opposite right? It's like, I need a partner to feel this way. Well, the only reason why you want to feel someone is because you're not okay at the beginning. But I also think that people aren't quite as evolved as that. They're not really, they don't make that connection. A hundred percent. Right. It's just, I, oh, I'm feeling unsettled or like stressed or I want to go after this goal and for whatever reason, but it's not quite as conscious, I think as you're making it seem. Yeah, probably not. I'm just trying to talk. I said, I'm going to talk strongly to our listeners today because I want them to really get this and then keep bringing me back to that so we can just have those conversations and people doing it. But you're right. People are just doing this unconsciously. That's what I was saying. They just go to the mind because when I say you're not feeling okay. So let me just get to the, the, the thing is, is there's a, a biological need. Okay. If people want to have that as a need, sometimes when I get in this conversation, people are like, well, you need to eat. Yes. Okay. But most people they're not worried about that, right? If you're listening to this, most people are not worried necessarily about that, right? Sorry. Just think about it. So your need for air, this, I'm talking, there isn't any actual psychological needs. That's the point. There actually is no needs. What about the, one of the highest need, human needs is the need for connection. Yes. And guess who the number one connection is with? Yourself. Exactly. 
then you go and you share with all this. It doesn't mean that you don't get in relationships or go out there and build anything. We'll get down to that. But the core of this is our culture goes, you go, I'm not feeling okay. And when you, when people say that, just the example as the person, right? You say, I'm not really feeling okay. Really what you're saying is my energy is not feeling through the roof. Because if you're, if you're in madly in love with somebody, it wouldn't matter what you're doing for work. It wouldn't matter where you're staying. It wouldn't matter what house you're at. Think about the first couple of weeks you're just overlaid, your heart is pouring out of this energy. Right. And I think that's where I, inside I, you. Yeah. And I think where I'm getting hung up is the people are feeling, I, I don't feel okay. I don't, do not think that is a conscious thought for the majority of people. Maybe I'm wrong. No, it's C- not. It's certainly not for that's, me. That's it's I'm, more of like, oh, I'm pissed or I'm stressed out or which is really what you're saying is I'm not okay, but that language is tripping me up because I just don't think a lot of people have that language yeah. right now it, or it, yet. Or when they say that I'm pissed or I'm not feeling whole and complete or I'm feeling- well, I mean, who, who says that, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> then maybe, maybe you just say like, I feel lonely. I feel like I need a partner. Like if I'm sitting by my house, I'm bored, right? Like mm-hmm. all of these, there's just emotions. Excitement. Right. Or I feel like really, I want more. You get any or more I'm, of I'm all restless. this stuff. Yes, yeah. I'm restless. I'm anxious. I just need this thing. Because we're going to get into answering the question that we started with. But first, I want to unpack this so you actually understand why. People don't talk about like this. They just want to go directly to a technique to make you get something externally to make you feel okay for a moment. And so I'm trying to unpack yeah, it. I'm with you now. I'm trying to unpack it to show people and just bring awareness. It doesn't mean you're going to go out there and listen to this and go, oh my God, now I get it, right? And like do this. But if you can bring awareness to this, just even watch this for a second, it'll change your life. That's the whole point of talking this way. So thank you for bringing me that. For an example, so the reality is, is there's no psychological needs. Let me, so let me unpack this. When you break a bone, okay? When you break a bone, what happens? You get pain signals that says there's something wrong with your arm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's broken. It hurts. You may cry. You may throw up. I remember I broke my ankle actually snowboarding and trying to take my – I snowboarded down the rest of the mountain and it was like completely fractured. <laughs> and I got back and I tried to take my boot off and I just remember throwing up. It was oh like – it just, it just made me remember that for a second. But it hurt so bad. I was actually spinning and I caught my foot and it snapped backwards and all oh my – and it's in a boot and thing and it just hurt a lot. So anyways, but so when you break a bone, your body goes, Hallie, there's something wrong with your arm. It needs to be fixed. If you have a cold, your nose runs. Oh my God, I have a nose. You don't instantly go, take my nose off. You go, there's something wrong with my body. There's signals that are, that are happening sure. that tell you that there's something wrong. Right. Well, needs are actually the signal of the psyche saying you're blocked of energy. It's actually trying to signal you. It's trying to compensate to make you feel momentarily okay. It's actually the same thing. So your it's just your your energy body is so much smarter than your bones. Your bones and your body are incredibly smart. They tell you like when something hurts. They tell you when this, this thing happens, and it you go and you fix it and you get a cast. You want just you just don't you don't if your leg is broken you don't go get somebody to carry you around. And that's look how romantic this is. This person's carrying me around because this right. That's what people are doing though. That's just the example of it. So what happens is when you have a need, a psychological need. Not like a, you know, you're not a physiological physiology, or, yeah. like need water or food. I'm talking about psychological need. What happens is your astral body is so much smarter, your energy body, right? And it starts, it says, Hallie, I'm letting you know you're blocked and I'm sending you a signal. I'm sending you a compensation to show you that there's something wrong, that your energy is not flowing optimally, right? And that's just what it is because let me just pause for a second on this. You, we all know that energy doesn't come from outside. You can get it from somebody, but that's only temporary. We'll talk about that for a second. 
But what ultimately happens is if you're depressed, not even clinical, if you're just feeling bad and somebody calls you up and says, I got $100,000 or your best friend calls you and says, you got, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting married or your girlfriend or boyfriend calls you up and says, I want to get back together with you. How quickly do you feel good? Like we all know this instantly within a middle of minute upset before the conversation's even over, you're feeling good. Conversely, if you're having a great day, nothing's bothering you and all of a sudden you get a call and something is not good. Your son got expelled from school or you got into your partner got into a car accident or the deal you've been waiting to close is, is no longer closing. How quickly do you go the opposite way? And people go, well, my heart dropped. Like, no, 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 your heart didn't go anywheres. What you're saying is the energy that's inside me is blocked, right? And, and all of us have stored all of these, what's called some scaras, which are just stored energy patterns, which an energy pattern is something that you did not like or really liked and you clung to it or pushed it away. And, and we can do a whole episode on some scars sometime. I think we did. Yeah, we might have even <laughs> talked about it. But just the definition of that real quickly is just, it's just, that's why the circle is the most powerful form in our, in our language or history, because it's something where energy can keep, energy can't stop moving. Mm-hmm. It has to find a way, but in a circle, it can just keep going, but staying in the same spot. So when we like an experience, a restaurant, a romantic night, a certain person, whatever it is, we'd store that energy. If we don't like something, we store the energy. So now then what happens is now you've blocked, like there's a river flowing and a beaver starts putting up each log pretty soon what happens to all the river? It gets dammed up. It's the same thing here. So over our history, and actually it's really fascinating. I was reading this this article about like energy and people being able to see auras and stuff. And the the lady that's world renowned for this, she said babies can really see auras. If you ever watch a baby, they look around people's heads and not actually at somebody's eyes. And the reason why they're doing that is because they can see all the different colors. And then at some point it goes dormant in people because they just no longer use it. I thought it was kind of fascinating just with, with auras and different things. So anyways, the energy is always there. It's inside you, just like it's on the dam. It's just, you've stored it up. And so what happens when you, when something amazing happens, the energy has found a way to get through your scars, or it has matched your pattern of scars. That's why the scar then opens up. So it'd be like the dam, all of a sudden, the beaver dam just blowing open, all that rush of energy comes in there, right? Or if it's rushing and all of a sudden you get bad news, it shuts it off instantly. And so the energy is not outside. It has nothing to do with anything outside. It has nothing to do with a person, place, or thing. Just understand that. From the core, that has nothing to do with that. So then you realize, okay, well, my energy is not flowing. So when it's not flowing, just like your arm, we don't go... You know, if your arm's broken, you fix it. And the same thing, your energy body's actually trying to signal you to say, hey, look, Hallie, wake up. Like there's, I'm giving you a need or a desire because I'm trying to signal to tell you that you're blocked somehow. Because what you find out is when you actually, when you're unblocked, there is no needs. There actually is no needs. And the closest I can give to an example of this that most people can resonate with at some point in their life, again, I may have said earlier, is when you first become in love with somebody, whatever that means to you. There really is rarely any needs. The only needs you have is to be next to a person, right? You could be anywhere. You could be at a building. You could be you know, in a tent, you could, right. You get, you could be having, it doesn't matter where your car is. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. I went right? to a hunting camp when I first started dating. Yeah, see, Bill, I mean. there you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it doesn't matter where you are because you're just there. 
and that's only because you're dependent on somebody. That, but I'm just saying is take that feeling and multiply it times a million. There's nothing you can do outside that's going to make that feeling stronger. I was trying to think out how to say this to people and using creative words. And if you use numbers on a scale, like let's say that was a, that experience, the highest experience, you've had this rush of energy. It's like, it's flowing out of your heart, right? Whatever is coming up there is that like a three, right? Because of that experience. Then, you know, when you ultimately realize when you get rid of all of your samskaras and you start to remove all of this blockages, let's say that's running at a nine, right? You're running at this nine level. Anything in the external world can maybe get to a three. You should follow me for a second there. I'm just trying to give a different example. So if you're, if your constant state is at a nine, but anything winning the lottery, going on the best date, the best vacation can only ever get you to a three, it would never change your internal state of how you feel. Therefore, you don't need any of that to actually make you feel wholer and complete because you're already at a nine. And is nine the highest or is there a 10? No, I'm, there's never a high. You can always okay. go higher. I'm just trying to give it a number. I'm trying to think about how to kind of bring this down to people so they can have just a little bit more realistic example of this. So if you had a nine inside, there's nothing, if, if the highest you can get, like winning the law, get whatever that means, the highest you can get is a three externally. Then it doesn't mean you don't enjoy that. That's what we always say. Just enjoy that. But you're always only, you're only ever going to get to a three, but you already had a nine inside. So then it doesn't even matter. But you have to unlock that nine. You're yes, not... you, that, that's the whole point of this. Yeah. So you have to un- unblock yourself, which is which is personal growth. The personal growth through business means that I work on myself through the business conduit of growing this, adding value, doing the things you want to do, being an achiever, all this stuff. But I'm constantly letting go. I'm letting go. We get into that later. But that's the the scale of it. So if you're at a nine then there's nothing outside that's going to take your nine away or give you more nine. You're already higher than anything outside can ever bring to you. That's what I want to understand. But people, they don't get it because they go, no, that's not true. I just need to go get my needs met. When I mean needs, like get a car, a boat, a house, a partner, a kid, a dog, a fence, a new kitchen. I change the colors of my paint. All of those things you're doing because you're trying to compensate for your blockage of energy. Right. And some people haven't gotten it, like you say, but only because their only experience to date is through those external experiences. Yeah. And it works. It works to a degree. And that's my whole point of saying the culture that we're in reinforces this. So our culture says- I think that's changing though. It a hundred percent. I mean, everything. Yeah. It's entirely changing. I'm just saying our history has yes. basically said, I want to go out and get something. The only reason why you want to get something is to try to Look, at the core, when you go and tr- most people, unless you've been working on this for a while and you're in a higher state, are saying they want to go get something to hopefully make themselves feel better for that moment. Like they're trying to get that, that energy that we're talking about unblocked and it works. That's the problem. It actually works. But everyone on this listening to this knows that it only works temporarily, right. even for the greatest relationships. Right. Then you need the the next best thing it's, to get it, that higher feeling. Yeah. And even Maslow even talked about the highest need is always the order. So whatever your highest need is, you're always putting that in forefront. So if your highest need at the time is to get married, that's all you're thinking about. Then once you get married, is that your highest need anymore? It was two days ago. How come it's no longer not? No, now it's a new house. There you go, right? So that's the pro- that's what we do all of our life. We always put the highest need in order, and then we go mind, go make that happen outside. You're using a personal places or things to try to manipulate the highest need that's in your body to make yourself feel okay. Because once you get the need, then you go, 
that wasn't, it's done. It no longer feels this way anymore. Now, the only way that I know to unblock or get this energy going, that feeling of excitement, energy, love, joy, all that stuff is to go manipulate the world. And, the, and the, the, the problem with all of this is that it actually works for a period of time. And so a lot of people, they just don't, they're, they're so convinced that that's the way to go that they don't even realize there's something else. And they're, no, I'm going to go do that because it makes me feel good. Yes, it does. But let me tell you, you're, you're, you're running east looking for a sunset. You are, there's a whole other, yes, you're watering a leaf trying to grow a tree. There's so, there's a better way. And that's what I want to, that's my whole essence of trying to get to people through personal growth is yes, those work and it temporarily makes you feel better. If you got to do that, I've done it. I still do it, right? We still do those things to make it a little bit more comfortable in there while we're on this path. That's the thing that people understand. There's nothing wrong with any of that. It doesn't mean you don't use every technique that meditation to religion to, you know, non-meditation to atheism. It doesn't matter, right? It's just you're doing whatever you can do to make yourself feel a little bit more comfortable in there. Do that, but knowing that the key to working on all of this is to getting the energy unblocked. Once you, once you realize and have it understanding that you can have that flowing through at all times, then you just go, yeah, now I'm just going to go open up. Now I'm just, I'm open and this is amazing. Like everything's amazing. Like you wake up in the morning and you feel so much love you don't get to bed, but you have so much excitement that you need to get out of bed, right? And so you, you, anyways, you get to this point. So, so you start to understand this, right? And so you, you bring this in. Our culture has basically given us this path of saying the only way you're going to feel comfortable, and I've shared this a lot, right? In my entire life, it was all about that. I need to get money and to get this and status and achievement and all this stuff and I'll feel away. And then one day I woke up and I said, well, this doesn't work. Like it just, it wasn't like it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't doing it. It was like, this doesn't work. Like it's nothing wrong with this. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work for what I'm looking for. It doesn't work for anybody for what they're looking for. Cause what they're really looking for is the feeling. The feeling is what you're looking for. You're not looking for the car. If the car didn't turn you on, you wouldn't try to go get a car. So when do those things come back into play? Well, you go play with the physical form. Okay. You go play with all of it. Right? Like I love all of that stuff. But the thing is, if you're going but to you don't get need, them, need it. yes. Right. If you can, if you can, like the, I love this, you know, the saying that's on my computer says, need nothing, enjoy everything. So if you have abundance of money, go enjoy it. If you don't have a, but if you don't have abundance of money, don't make it about your self-concept or your self-identity. Right? Because then if you do, if you attach yourself to anything, any person, place, or thing, you'll always be at some level of suffering always. So now as we kind of work our way back to the original question that we mm-hmm. got into and that we kind of unpacked a little bit about that is right. why do I, when I see somebody that I don't really know become successful, or maybe that triggers you too, but mostly when you see people that like you grew up with in high school, mm-hmm. right? That are even your peers in your job, it could be the same position somewhere else in the same thing, but if they get successful or they get another job promotion, you don't think anything of it. It doesn't bother you. But it's the same thing with death, right? Death in itself does not bother anybody, right? Because if it actually bothered you, every three seconds somebody dies, you wouldn't be able to go anywhere. It bothers you because of the meaning that you've associated with it or the loss. And you should. You should grieve that. You should watch how the experience can feel, how low your heart vibration can feel. That's what makes you cry. And cry with it. Do all those things. Experience the moment. That's the whole point right? Is to experience that. The highs and the lows, they're not bad or good. They're just highs and lows. They're different frequencies. So are these needs and these feelings basically just relative to your own personal self? Yeah. That's I mean, that's why you can never solve somebody's needs because everyone's needs are different. Right. Everybody's everybody's needs, even if you have the perfect partner that went out there to try to do every single thing you want, they can never follow your needs because they haven't had the experiences you have. 
And so your needs come from that. So then, then you, you, so you realize all this and you say, okay, so to go back to the, the kind of the resentment thing and, and what you're doing for this is when you, when you get triggered by this, what's happening is you look to somebody that's close to you saying, I'm pretty equivalent to this person, or I feel like I'm better than this person. And all of a sudden they succeeding, you instantly close your energy off. Well, it makes you feel less significant. Yeah, well, that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. yes, in better ways. <laughs> Closes your energy off, makes you feel less whole and complete, or less significant, or makes you feel insignificant Inse- right, and in insecure. the moment, insecure, anxious. Then the minute that triggers, so the outside event triggered you, and remember, each person's triggered differently based on your some scars that you stored. Right, and that's what trigger. That's why some people can. They it's, can all, go, it's all personal exactly. or all relative to your yes, personal experience. Exactly. Yeah. So if somebody like there's people that I know that are, that are in achievers and who could see somebody succeeding and be extremely happy for them, but something else in business may trigger them. Exactly. Something else may trigger them that doesn't trigger right. you. Right. I was going to say what triggers you is not going to Ex- trigger me and vice versa. Exactly. Yeah. So then, but a general one is when you see somebody next to you that you know, because what you're saying is, I'm kind of equal with this person. Right. It's like you're comparing them already. Oh, yeah. You, oh, but, yeah. You, but you kind of have this comparison, so you're equal with this person. If they're succeeding, you instantly go, oh, shit. Like, this person's now being better than me. And the only re- So then you block your energy. And then when you block your energy, it goes back to what I said in the very beginning. You then go to the mind and say, mind, make this disturbance or this feeling of hollowness or anxious or insecurity go away. People don't realize they do that. They just do it so fast that your mind's already kicking in and going. Immediately justifying their success. Exactly. Right. Right. And so that's what happens. So let's just bring this back all to what we started having the conversation about is why people get triggered when they see other people succeeding. Right? This was the question that you posed. You feel resentment. Why do you feel resentment or jealousy when a friend of yours becomes more successful than you? Yeah, exactly. So why, and I know Hallie, you had shared something before um, we actually got on this. That was your kind of what, what your mind does when, when this happens, what does your mind instantly go to? Don't you, you would mention something about like you create yes. sk- like well, numbers you start, you and start, you want to win in your mind. Yeah, so you yes. start, t- well, you start trying to make yourself feel better. Yes. And so, I mean, it's all about comparison. So initially, like my thought goes to, well, how much older are they than me? That's usually my first thought. So that means I have time. If they're five years older than me, great. I always like to say, well, Adam, you're four years older than me. So (laughs) I'm not doing, I'm not doing too bad, I guess. So that's one. And then I start tallying the different, like tallying who has better things, right? So for me, I get a checkbox because they might not be married, but I'm married. So, okay, great. I get a checkbox on, in my, in my column and then, but they're better looking than me. So they get it and more fit than I am. So they get a checkbox in theirs that then I get a check because I'm, you know, further along in my career and they get a check because they have kids, but they're also still successful, but they have kids. And so I don't get one because I don't have any kids. Um, and then I go back and forth, back and forth until I have more check boxes in my column. And no matter how long that takes, because I, just, because I want to win. Do you ever just create like a category just yes. to win? Like I have better shoes than they do. A hundred percent. Yeah. I know. I think we all do. The fitness one is a big one because I consider myself pretty fit. And sometimes I, I've watched my mind do a lot of times I see people, I'm like, but I'm fitter than they are. Like that's like yeah. a big, that like, goes to that. Like it's so funny how we just have these like those check boxes that you want. But thanks for sharing that because it ultimately what it does is it shows you that when something happens, an event, when I say mean something happens, you're triggered. Go back to that example. Somebody became successful, more successful than you, or an unanticipated success happened, or they were awarded a higher job or paid more money, or something triggered them and you know them very well. 
right? Yes. And you were equivalent to them before. Then yes. all of a sudden, it's like they yeah, jumped this, up a little bit. This doesn't happen to like some yes. random celebrity. Exactly. Yeah. I exactly. mean, immediately, I'm just like, they're a celebrity. I can't even compete with that. Yeah, exactly. You just instantly just cut <laughs> I don't even off. try. Yeah. <laughs> but it's only the ones that are really close that we feel like that insignificance, anxiousness, yes. jealousy, anger, resentment that shows yeah. up in there. Because you are equal or, you you know... You think you are. You're because you're already e equal comparing playing yourself. Field. Yes, right. yes, exactly. So then it's a great example. So then people can see this. And I'm sure this has happened to every single person, whether you want to admit it. So the minute that happens and you start doing that, all you've done is the psyche goes, because you may be happy for them. Intellectually, you go, I'm happy for you. I'm actually happy. And you may be yes. telling them that you're happy yeah. and you want to believe that you're happy. Well, I feel like you really are. Can't they both exist? Like I truly feel happy for that person and I still want to win. Uh, yeah, you can. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying you're creating <laughs> suffering for yourself. Yes. Like, of course you can be happy for them, but you're still creating suffering for yourself. Yeah, okay. And that's why I want to avoid the suffering for people. And that's like the core of this teaching is, you know, and we've in a lot of these podcasts and all the things that we're doing, I don't want to just teach people a technique. I want to actually teach people like why they do what they do to help get rid of it. And so that you don't even need it. You don't need it. Eventually you won't need to, right. to reach, to understand this. And so that's why we always go back and we kind of talk about the truth and all of these and they, and they have similar you know, characteristics from the conversations. I'm just trying to say it in a different way. So anyways, what you do is your psyche goes, yeah, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with this because you've created a mental conception of who you are, perception of who you are. And then you go, mind, figure out how I'm better than this person. And you don't, you don't just say that, but that just happens milliseconds and your mind's already, before you even the, you're done reading the first sentence about why they're successful, your mind's already going, well, I'm better than them. I did this. Cause it's like, you already have like a checkbox going in. This is, by the way, this is a great example of when we talk about all the energy that you're spending, trying to keep things in control, mm -hmm. like all of the subconscious things that are going on in your mind to try to hold it all together. If you actually realize you don't need to hold anything together and you let all that go, all that energy then rushes up. But you're spending 95% of your energy trying to hold shit together. You don't even know you're holding together. But the minute you see that, you recognize like, oh my God, I've been thinking about this. It's just not in the conscious mind because that can only process like a fraction of what everything else is going on, right? And so when that happens, you reach up in your mind and your mind's telling you why you're going to be okay. Then ultimately you come at the end of it and you go, well, I'm better than them. But you still feel not good, right? You're still suffering from these things. Then the worst thing that you do is you then go try to, whatever the mind told you to do, <laughs> you go out and try to do, right? You literally try to go out and do like, you go like, well, if like they what? go, like, what? I like, said like what? Yeah, so it's like, well, I need to, like this person just bought a boat. Oh, it's gotcha. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. well, I just, you know, I'm not keeping up with the Joneses, right? Then I'm going to go buy a boat. Well, they bought a nice house. So I'm going to go buy another house. Or, you know, if, if they do that, or you do the exact opposite and then you just tell everybody about it. Like, I don't need a yeah. boat. Like, I'm just not going to buy a boat. It's like renouncing things, which is just as bad as getting them. <laughs> People right. don't realize that. If you're renouncing something, you're still shoving it down or pushing it away. Right. Or like, I thinking about it in a, maybe not in a materialistic way, but like, okay, so, well, then I don't need a relationship and I'm going to go all over social media and yes. say why being single is the exactly. best thing that ever happened to me. Yes, exactly. You know, or it's like, you know, you're, you're an activist, but you're yelling at your partner why people are bombing each other. I'm like, you're creating, you're, you can't even have a peaceful household yet. If you had missiles, you'd shoot them too. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like people just get so wound up from these different things. So that's what, that's ultimately what's happening is I, we had to go deep on this and talk strong because when, if you want to get to the core of this, if you could have said, Hey, yes, you feel insignificant. People go check marks. I get that. And then we could say, well, say this to your mind. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I can give you the technique that you could say, why well, don't, you know, like, no, I'm really happy for them. I can, you can use all fine. That's works. Right. Get the techniques. Gra- gratitude. Exactly. Yeah. Get the, go write down five things you're grateful for. Or go right. give your kids a hug or do this. Yes, it works. Do that. But at the core of it, if you don't fix the problem, you're going to be doing this and just trying to make it comfortable your entire life. I want people to be beyond that, which people are open to this, right? This comfort, which is just like you said earlier, like consciousness is shifting for that. And so when you realize that you go, well, maybe there's a different way. Maybe I actually don't need to actually go work on my mind, making it feel better. Maybe I can just realize I'm actually not my mind. Maybe I realize that I am actually in here just witnessing all of this. And there's actually isn't bad or good. There's just experiences. I've just labeled them bad and good based on my own, some scars and experiences that I've stored. And that's why a bad experience for you is somebody else's great experience. And a great experience for you is somebody's bad experience because you just the way you stored it. This is maybe slightly off topic, but is there ever a benefit to storing some scars or having those patterns and like knowing your preferences or is there ever a benefit to that? And I'm thinking almost like, like a fight fight or flight thing. Like, you know, this is bad situation. Don't want to, is there ever a, is there ever a benefit to it? Well, there's kind of an unpacking there. If you have an experience and you allow the experience to come in, Mm -hmm. then you don't need to use your mind to hold the experience together because you've held, you've truly experienced it right? Like a sunset. You don't need your mind to tell you what a sunset is. You've experienced the beauty of a sunset or a beauty of a morning or a beauty of a run or whatever it is that just hit an awesome conversation. You don't need your mind to tell you about the conversation. You've now experienced it. And you, there's, ne- there's always a knowing though. That's what okay. I'm saying. Like, there's the, like once you touch hot and you figure out what it is, you've now gained the experience of what hot feels like. Mm-hmm. You don't need your mind to tell you how you just naturally know that it's hot and I don't need to go there. So is this some scar your, the mind? No, the experience is fuel for your soul, you. So when you allow the experience to come all the way in, instead of holding onto it or pushing it away, when you hold on to an experience, you're not allowing it all the way through. Then you need to go to your mind for your mind to comfort you or tell you about it. Or if you push it away, you then go to your mind to do the exact same thing. But the experiences you've let through, which we do this every day, by the way, we let a lot more through than we store, mm-hmm. but the experience we let through, there's no need to go to the mind because we've just experienced it. Now we're, we're in a richer being because we've experienced it. The problem is most of us, when we have a wonderful experience, we want to hold on to it. I'm having a great vacation. I need to plan my next one, right? It's like you go to this, try to do this. And the same thing when we're talking about resentment and those different things, it's just you go to your mind because you're not having the experience. But if you let go of your needs, like I said, there's no psychological needs, but you can enjoy everything. I want you to enjoy everything. Everything that's, whether it's hunting or whether it's camping or whether it's knitting or riding a bus, it doesn't matter. Just enjoy all of that, but don't ever do it to try to make yourself feel better inside. And okay. so, but to go to your answer, depending on what level you're working at, well, there's could, a benefit y- yeah. for you to achieve things in the physical world if you want to hold on to that. If that's the game you're playing, yes, there's benefit to storing that in there. But can you can you give me that specific example using the touching the hot stove? Yeah. Where in that example is this experience being stored and where is the mind storing that experience? Well, if you let the experience all the way through, the mind doesn't store it. You can recall it because it's experience. It, it touches you. Who the ex- You are the experiencer experiencing life. Okay. Right. You are the experience you're experiencing life. Okay. Right. People, I mean, you could clearly say you've probably had 15,000 thoughts since we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. All of them are different. Yes. So you know, you're not your thought, mm-hmm. right? You could cut off your arm 
and you would still be you, wouldn't you? Yes. So you're not your body. Correct. So you are the one in a body, in an animal body, which is why we have some urges sometimes, right? In a, and you're in a body, but you're not your thoughts, which is your tool, and you're not your body. You are the one experiencing the body, experiencing the mind, experiencing your heart. So when we block an experience, like if we, all of a sudden we hit, touch our fireplace and you're like, oh my God, this is terrible. Like, I'm never going to do this again. And like, I hate this experience. This is terrible. Like, I can't do this. You're blocking the experience of this. Now you're going to be afraid your entire life of heat. So now all of a sudden your mind is now going, man, you really, you did not let this experience go through and you stored it. So you need to do, I'm not going to go to, I can't go camping anymore. I'm not going to camp because there could be a campfire and I could get burned. I can't go in. You hear people do this different things. Right. But that's my question is then, but there's got to be some benefit. So you're going to it. ruin your entire life because an experience that you pushed down. No, but you learned from it and now you don't go touch a hot stove. Where does that live? Well, and all no, this? you, yes, you learn your experience. I'm saying that if you store it, it may all of a sudden direct your entire life. So everything you're doing is you're naturally avoiding fire. Like I can't go camping. Where I, is the learning stored? Learning is the experience of it. It's stored in the soul. It is you. You can recall it using your mind. Mm -hmm. Like where's data stored? You use a computer to search for the data. The data, you are the data. You are the experience. You are the one literally feeling the experience. Then you can, yes, use your mind to recall the experiences, but you're not reliving them. You're not living in your mind. In some scars or the reliving? Yes. The, okay. it, yes. And they also run your life because you, if you've touched a fire and that was a bad experience, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you, you, you naturally just realize you're just avoiding everything that has to do with fire instead of actually experiencing some cool things that could be fire, like having a campfire, right? Or having a fireplace or having a gas fireplace, whatever it is. But is storing always negative? Storing can be negative or positive. It's what Buddhist talks about that you push or cling. If you have a wonderful experience, I'll give you an example, right? If you have a awesome dinner out with Bill, right? And you go out there and there's this most romantic, it was an awesome day. The wages are awesome. It was great. You come back and you go, hey, Caitlin, man, you got to take, you know, your friends there. You got to go there. Like, let's go all together. We're going to go this Friday night. It was an amazing experience. It's going to be awesome. It just, it was such an amazing experience. We can't wait to go back there. It was great. And then you go there on Friday. The waiter's not the same. The people that are sitting next to you weren't the same. The day's not the same. The experience you had that day was not the same. So then you go, oh, I'm sorry. It was just different last time. Maybe it was the waiter. Like, I don't know what it was. Just you've, instead of just experiencing and, and having the beauty of the thing, you've now stored it and clung to it and saying, now I need to go make, relive this again somewhere else instead of just experiencing it. Then when you go next time, it doesn't mean you don't go there again. But when you go next time, you're experiencing that experience, mm -hmm. but you've now gone into the moment of the next experience conditioned. You've now gone in there going, it better be the same waiter. It better be the same people sitting next to me. I better have the same experience because now I've been telling everybody and I've got six of my friends here and better be the same thing. Right. It's the expectations, the preferences exactly. for- Versus going, right. hey, you know what? I know a great place to go dinner. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> go there, right? You just, that's the thing. Like you just yeah. go there and if it happens to be a wonderful experience, awesome. If it happens to be poor service, awesome. Right. Okay. Versus because yeah, you when that. you store an experience, positive or negative, you now cannot come into the next moment neutral. And when you can't come into the next moment or neutral, open to the ex whatever that experience. Yes, exactly. You've now conditioned your life. And that's why when you feel resentment from people succeeding, because you can't go into that moment neutralized, you now mm -hmm. have a preference for how, or an, ide an identity or a need for how you need to feel based on everybody else. Mm -hmm. Or how you need to look to other, other exactly. everybody else or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So that is the unpacking of why people feel 
resentful or anxious or jealousy. Then the, the, what happens though is you actually go take action on that. <laughs> you do like you that part of you is now running your life. Is Hopefully there ever can see is this. there ever a positive like is can can anything ever positive come out of that? Like you acknowledge it, you see what you're doing, and then you take positive action, or is it always negative? Well, it depends on what level you're playing at. If you're absorbed with that level of thinking or that emotion of anger or jealousy, and you go try to take action, you're taking action from that place. So the highest form that you're ever going to have or experience you're going to have is based on negative energy. Mm. Now, if you're aware that this is happening, and then you're you're centered. That's what being seated in self. Right. right. Is you're seated there. You've watched like, wow, look at, that's kind of why I started the story. I was like, wow, look at my mind. Right, you're watching yourself. Just trigger yeah. all this. My mind's not trying to move. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. You're fine. Cause you're fine with anything. And then what do you do? Then you take action. Cause then it becomes clear. Then all of a sudden, then, because the thing is, is when you're, when you're thinking about how angry you are, your mind's telling you that you're no longer experiencing the next moment. You're living mind. And that's what people, that's what people recognize is now I'm living in the mind. Instead of living in the experience, because you just spent 15 minutes about how you're better than them. What happened in the last 15 minutes? You didn't experience the experience of life. You're not living in the mind. And that's where people are living their entire lives. They're living in your mind, narrating the world, good, bad, and different, instead of just enjoying the experience that's there. And when you can enjoy the experience, you then when somebody becomes sexual, you're like, holy, that's awesome. Dude, give me a hug. Right? Like you can see this sometimes, like, if somebody goes, Hey, I got a new car. And you're like, your mind, maybe you're not in the cars. You go, well, I don't need a new car. I don't know why anybody to get a car. You're like, dude, the person just told you about their car. Why is this making about you? Mm. There's nothing mm -hmm. to do with you. The person asked them if they like it, <laughs> like the color. Great. You just, you know, I just had a kid. I don't want kids. <laughs> I don't want to have kids. I don't want to do this because they have kids. It has nothing to do with you. They just shared with you that they had kids. You've now made it personal. Now you're living in the mind because of you disturbed. All of this, every single one of these conversations, all of this all comes down to the fact that you're blocked, that your energy is not flowing properly. And it's because you're now your energy body is basically giving you a signal that says you need to unblock yourself. You need to let this go. And that's why when you three, two, one, relax techniques, whether Eckhart Tolle talks about power of now being in the present moment, all of those are Adishante or any Christ or Buddha, all of those people are talking about bringing yourself out of your mind so you can experience life. That's what they're all saying. They just all say it differently, different tone, different thing, right? That's the thing. So when you recognize all of this, you wake up and say, okay, I'm not going to play this game anymore. And it becomes very difficult. And if you're really on this path, you can take it forward. All of these words or all of these people that are, that have taught this before, particularly at this time of now, you're going to need every single guidance because it is so difficult. Because I agree, 99% of people don't pay attention to this. And they're not paying attention to it because they don't know. So all they know is they go, I'm in a marriage. Like this is marriages, right? Like this, we we'll do a whole thing about marriages. Like marriage is a contract for needs. What? It's like, really like people get married because yeah. you're coming into a contract because you need to satisfy my needs. That's essentially why a lot of people get married. And then you stay in a relationship because of convenience or some sort of need that you need. I need them to do this. Hmm. I need them to do that. <laughs> I feel like that is definitely a different podcast because yes, I is. don't agree with you on a lot of those things. Well, it is. I mean, most people are in marriages because of needs. They stay in relationship because of this. Instead of actually waking up and realizing a relationship is, why do you think the highest masters that are out there never have a significant other? Because everybody is their relationship. Whether you're Christ, Buddha, the Dalai Lama, Right, just, I'm not saying you don't feel go like, into man, experience. We don't need to unpack I was this. Say, I got a lot of questions we, on that. We can jump into that. And that do would it. be fascinating because I agree with you, and I've noticed. I mean, obviously, 
it's so clear that they aren't aren't in relationships. But my but why? Because Sometimes it's against their religion, or yeah. religious doctrine, right? Or the rules and regs of their religion. Sometimes it's a choice. Sometimes is it because they're in a relationship with yeah. the greater world? There's nothing wrong with by the way. Yeah. Being in relationships are awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. Most people are just getting in the relationship because they're dependent on somebody else's love. Because they don't, because they're disturbed, they don't feel and whole that's and gotta complete. be real and unconscious then. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's all, that's why people are doing it. They don't realize, nobody realizes they're doing any of this. That's I know, why, but there's gotta you, be people who aren't doing it, like, who aren't getting yeah, into so relationships of because of that. Of course there are. Yeah. Of course there are. Very few. I like to think I'm one of Maybe you are. And I hope you are. But most people are in a relationship because they go, I'm not doing okay. I feel anxious, anxiety. So therefore, society has taught me that I need to go get into a relationship. Because yes, when you get into a relationship, I don't disagree that you're feeling the love from somebody. But all of a sudden, if they take that away, you're no longer who you are. That's why people don't want to fight or see divorce. Because they feel like if they're in it and that person leaves, oh my God, what am I going to do? I can't be myself. I can't, what am I do? How am I going to do all this different right. things? Right. Who, who am I without that? Exactly. Right. That's a dependence, just like your dependence drugs. It's no depend. Anyways, there'll be a whole other mm, conversation. Yeah. But yeah. we'll jump into. However, so what I want people to take away from this is when you get triggered next time you see this, just watch your mind do exactly what Howie talked create about. Check yes, boxes. create check boxes or why you're better. And just go, why aren't you just curious as to why that even happens? Mm. Why does it even happen? And then you, if you go keep deeper into the truth, then you just wake up and realize it's only because... I've blocked my energy. If you were, by the way, I'm just going to end with this. If you were in full blast love mode, like I to give that example, like the first couple of days, you would actually be excited for that person because that wouldn't bother you anymore mm. because you'd be so, oh my God, you got yeah. that promotion. Like you would be a different person. But would you say, oh well, yeah, okay. I was going to say, because but, you'd be but then would you bursting say, with love. Yeah. I can't, I literally can't even justify yeah. a different response than that. Cause I'm thinking like, and look, I have this relationship and this person doesn't. But if you're so over in the <laughs> you first week or two, you wouldn't yeah. say it cause you're just yeah. so filled. Again, take that spot and multiply it times a million. And if you felt like that, you wouldn't need anything. Doesn't mean you don't have everything. It just, you wouldn't, they're all independent. They're separate. They have, your energy has nothing to do with another person or a thing mm -hmm. or, or a, a car. Mm -hmm. So work on that. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I want to let you know about a tool that I love using. It's a tool that I've been using in my life for eight years or so, which is called your daily future self. Um, essentially how it works is there's six different categories of your life, social, physical, professional, spiritual, family, and financial, that if you don't take and set a direction for, um, they just kind of just leak into your life and you end up just taking in other people's answers or don't really take direction of your own life. So we've created this really cool tool called your daily future self to help create your own roadmap towards achieving your goals, really just taking a direction for your life instead of just drifting down the river. So here's what you want to do. Head over to our website, adamhergenrother.com forward slash future and put in the goals that you have for yourself. The really neat thing is this can be uh, very lengthy, it can be very short. There's no wrong way to start this process. The cool thing is we're going to email you your goals every single day. So no matter what your morning routine is, we're going to be emailing it to you. So it shows up in your inbox, forcing you to have to look at this. Um, and it's, I used to carry mine around forever. I still actually have the pieces of paper and I'd forget it sometimes and skip a day. And this way, um, this has been such a great tool that it's being emailed directly to you. So you can't 
miss it. Uh, it's there and it just keeps you on point and in the direction that you need to continue to take your life. We're also going to be including motivational notes and videos to help keep you laser focused on your goals. And look, if you just want the motivational content, you can enter your name and email and we'll send you that information anyways. And you can always update your future self uh, later on. So head on over to adamhergenrother.com forward slash future to enter your goals and be sure to send us an email or tag us on social when you start hitting your goals. Thanks so much for listening.